to uh, WGAH Media Empire's League One and Union Omaha season preview Megapod. This is part two, where we focus on our pick to finish number one on the table, Union Omaha. Uh, as always, I'm Ben Turner, and I'm joined by Luke. He muted himself. Hey. Brian. <laughs> Hi. Liam. Hello. Rich. Hi. Riley. I'm very uncomfortable with what's going on right now. Hi, I'm Riley. <laughs> I'm apparently the only adult on the podcast besides Ben. Oh, that's doubtful. <laughs> I'm considered an adult. And uh, JR. I too am an adult. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be this tall. Uh, so we're going to start. We're going to run down uh, position groups for Union Omaha. I'm going to start. We're going to talk about the attack. Um, so for outgoing players, um, you know, we said goodbye to Juan Mare, who in the offseason got married and seems to be living his best life somewhere in uh, Central America. Um, Congratulations, and man. Well said. And Elvir Ibasevich, who uh, also seems to be living his best life and got engaged and I guess would be his on trial somewhere. Anybody <laughs> have any more information on that? What's the charge? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> Damn, you brought, that, brought the heat on that one. <laughs> it's true. Um, and then uh, he's not even 22, but, uh, you know, if unable to secure a pro deal this season, do you think we'll see him at Iowa Western Community College? Um, okay, let's just take a video and then hopefully it all works out. All right. Okay. Anyway. Uh, really? Hopefully. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I don't mean, even know how to handle it. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah, let's, let's uh, yeah, it'd be interesting. Yeah. He um, is with a, a court. Now, okay, this is according to Wikipedia, so grain of salt here. But he is with a a regional German team. No, that was before he came. His Wikipedia was it? Okay. updated. Uh, I'll say. I, I haven't seen anything on his socials about him trialing somewhere, but... Honestly, I, I really hope that he he finds a team where he can be successful. I know he had a little bit of an injury issue um, in Germany before coming back here, which may have set him back and not given him the chance to, to perform. So really hope Elgar finds a spot where he can can work through some. And, and he got uh, screwed get by started. the refs in Tormenta. Oh, yeah. He did. Well, what, this is not a ref pod. Um, I was reminded a lot Yay. last season. Yeah. Uh, for those who are interested, Luke's ref pod will come out uh, after every game and contain um, ninety minutes plus of Luke ranting about the refs. Oh, is um, it is it like the is it like the one hour thing they did after Falcon Winter Soldier where they did an hour of Zemo dancing? It's just going to be an hour of Luke ranting about the refs. Because I'm here for that, at least for every you, game. You, you want an hour? You're going to cut me off? <laughs> it, yeah, it, no, no, minimum of no, ninety minutes. What I love about that is Luke is okay with being ca uh, compared to Zemo in the Marvel Universe and does not care about that. He just wants more than an hour to complain about refs. Hey, uh, Complaining no about refs were hurt. Brule's amazing. <laughs> Truth. No, D Daniel Brule, I, I will take any comparisons to that man that, that you can throw at me. Okay, fair. Fantastic. 
you guys were Incoming referees, players. would you have like a nice haircut, or would you like not care about your look? I mean, oh. I'd be party I in the front, the business in the back. There you go. <laughs> I didn't, that's, that's uh, I didn't, man over here. I didn't know that this First was. Bullet, man. I didn't know that this was a decision that a ref had to make before they started their career. No, definitely. That's how you know if the ref is a good ref or not. I think the ref has to be bald. Uh, am I wrong there? I think this is all, this is a that's sneak a preview shout. of the kind of content <laughs> that's going to be on our refing podcast. <laughs> For incoming players, <laughs> have one new forward. Is he on fire? Guy I like to call Greg Hurst is well known for being on fire is the most valuable player in usl league one we picked him up on a free transfer from the team in chattanooga the other team in chattanooga and he is currently carrying the entire hopes and dreams of buho nation don't put too much pressure on him entire hopes um, and dreams it's we he was a near unanimous pick for mvp of the league by the folks on this pod yeah, but we don't know. How any. can we hype him up even more? <laughs> uh, so he, had, uh, he hadn't kicked a single ball for Union Omaha, and we had a we started singing to him on Twitter. So yeah, that's true. I did sing to okay. him in my in my garage when it was negative. But in all fairness, ideas. in all fairness, I did see him defeat the man himself, the man who has all the jokes, and he defeated him. Oh my! <laughs> Is it at Chip De Ripa? <laughs> no, catfish. I I I do. I'm I've been the walking embodiment of Will Arnett. I've made a terrible mistake since I came up with the idea. Oh, it's a great one. Um, returning a player known as Austin Poncho. Um, my understanding from folks who are at the game is that he played up top as a forward. So yes, um, him, he, and, him and almost started up top. I, I think, uh, you know, he scored an awesome goal in Fort Lauderdale, that goal that we really, really needed. It had been like, felt like a lifetime since we'd scored. Um, and that really started Kobe era of our team. Um, he had the least minutes of any returning player. He is dating a local. Um, and he's stuck behind uh, EVD and Christian Molina on the right. So I love the move for him up top. You know, obviously, Jay sees something in him and likes him. And you know, I was surprised that we were keeping our third choice right midfielder. So I love the fact that he's going to go up top. I'm excited and, about and- the only thing I would like to, I mean, I know Jay was just trying different things. The only thing I'd like to see is if Austin's going to start again, that it's either him or Elma with one of the other two, if that's what he wants to rotate, because uh, one, both of them, um, both of them were uh, like very, very short compared to the center backs for sporting Kansas city too. But also like they, they were such similar styles. I think there was a problem with them trying to figure out who was supposed to go when. Um, and you know, that's what preseason matches are for. So, I mean, if Austin and Evan or Austin and Greg were playing up top together, I think it would work really well. Um, so, yeah. It's not well, totally outlandish just for him to get some time up top. When you think about it before, 
At the start of the offseason, we kept only one natural forward, Alma. Absolutely. And everybody else that played forward for us last year that that scored goals, they weren't natural forwards. And some of them are still going to play that this year, too. Absolutely. Uh, Well said. I I don't think we're going to see a whole lot of goals out from our forwards. That that's that's my hot take. <laughs> well, Who's I mean, because golden boot JP JP, uh, JP Scarce is going to be busy hoovering them up. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, there's only so many goals you could score, and I think JP is proving he is going to score them all <laughs> with his head and his feet. from the midfield, parallel to the hey, ground. Uh, which one of our players this year has scored on an MLS side? JP. I mean, has anyone else even scored? Um, uh, two, no. two others have scored. Wait. Yeah, Greg got Greg got one. Yeah, Greg got, did get one. Yeah. Um. All right. Alma. Being hard of the team, amazing follow on social media. Um, he was on the pitch for like seven of our eight first goals. Like, um, you remember the triple E offense, uh, Evan Alma and Ethan. Um. And basically, you know, I, I think all of us kind of thought he was going to be our fourth choice forward. And he, every time he got on the pitch, he worked his ass off and um, he really won that spot. And now it's, we started this segment off by saying goodbye to Juan and Elvier. And that's because Elmo worked so hard. Um, I know, again, preseason match, but Elmo also wore the uh, armband for the short time he was on the field. So. Um, I think he did last season as well in preseason. Yeah. He was captain as well. I um, think it's cool. You know, the leader, I mean, he's a leader of people yeah. and has a certain gravity about him. That's very impressive. Well, um, and I think, you know, we had a lot of late goals last year and I think that Elma being on the field when a lot of those goals happened is not by mistake. I think it happened a lot because he's brought on, he's energy. He's, he brings the speed and, when guys are tired and they have a guy like that running at them and it opens up space for other people. So that's, that's kind of, you know, I mean, I think that's, it shouldn't be surprising to us that the Elma had that. And Elma's pure you know, chaos. Exactly. He's <laughs> just, what would you call him last year? Luke, like bo- chaos bottled. Yeah. Like bottled chaos, but he, you throw him in there. He he's going to just, completely mess with your defense and open up for everyone else. And at, at some point he's going to score a goal. Maybe, maybe he'll score all of the goals. Maybe he'll steal those from JP. Um, but he remember he won a, a leaping contested header to score his goal last year. Um, but remember the game where he tried like three bicycle kicks. Yeah. And two of them were <laughs> well, clearances. Well, remember the time uh, when he was playing for Lansing and he ended up on sports center. Yeah, I no, do. I mean you gotta you gotta stick yeah. with what works for you. Yeah, exactly. All right, uh, and finally, uh, Evan Conway, scorer of important goals, the absolute diamond discovered by Jay Mims, Greg Hurst before Greg Hurst was on our team, uh, Mister October. Don't forget he won Player of the Month in October, only player to start all of our games last year, um, and had six goals and two assists, uh, and apparently. Word on the street is nine more pounds of pure muscle. Yeah. Yeah. 
you know, going, uh, this is for both, but like Elma being on the field too, he was so instrumental in the goal that got us like solidified second place for us too. Right. And that also ended and the with the first goal of the season. Yeah. And both of those ended with Evan scoring. So, um, you know, not that, not that they were direct assists. I mean, I think, uh, I think it's the hockey assist is what, is what we're really looking at, but it was just, you know, it's one of those things that Evan, Evan knows how to put himself in the right place at the right time. Hopefully his finishing continues this season. Agree. Uh, Ryan, talk us through the midfield. Yeah. So, um, we, we've talked, we talked a little bit, uh, about some of our outgoing players already. Um, or at least one of them with, uh, X being, uh, a named trialist with, with Ford Madison. Um, Sebas, um, appears to still be in Omaha. I think some of us have seen that he possibly is either playing with or helping the Omaha Kings, which is an indoor soccer team. Um, and then the other departures were Tyler David, who remains unsigned as far as, as of today. Um, but seems to be putting a lot of his weight behind, um, behind other initiatives, which, um, I think are near and dear to his heart anyway. So, um, he may be looking at that. It leads that leads me to believe he is trialing somewhere. Yeah. Cause his social media is very quiet and has featured no pictures. Very true. Which he usually includes. Yeah. Unlike uh, Elma, who will leak who people are <laughs> on the team on his social media. Uh, and then the other person yeah, yeah. that that is considered best, outgoing, best I guess. Follow in the league. Yeah. The other person, I guess, would be considered an outgoing player would be Manny. Um, you know, he's unsigned still or as well. Um, you know, he, he was brought on. He was more of a practice player and, and had trialed with him for a long time. Uh, incoming players, I think, you know, the biggest midfield incoming player we got was Connor Doyle. Um, now, ben, one of the things Ben asked uh, of me when we were looking, this was role to play. And this is not my term. I'm not going to steal this from Jay because Jay said this to me. Uh, but Jay called him a utility knife and uh, Connor Connor's just kind of that guy, even though he's listed as a midfielder, uh, it sounds like they can play him anywhere on the, on the pitch and it doesn't matter. In fact, one of the conversations Ben and I had was trying to figure out who's considered a forward and who's considered a midfielder. And Doyle came up because he can play up top uh, against SKC two. He was subbed on. He played on the left. Uh, I know from from talking to Jay that he also will play right or left center back or right or left fullback. So he can pretty much play anywhere and doesn't complain about where they're putting him on the field. Um, as far as returning, um, even though he may have spent time up top, we were listing Devin Boyce as a midfielder. Um, Boyce, uh, we saw, was on the outside um, on Saturday, but he can kind of play all over the midfield. Obviously, Toby um, is back. Hopefully, uh, we get him for more than five games this season because those five games were phenomenal. Uh, EVD, we, this was another one Ben and I contemplated. Is he considered a, a forward or is he considered a midfielder? Um, Christian Molina, we just talked about his goal uh, earlier against Greenville. And then Luke's favorite guy, Luke's golden boot, Hopeful, JP, who scored four, count, count them, four preseason goals. One with his, with his foot, so we know he can do that. 
Um, so yeah, that's, that's our midfield. I mean, here's the reality is, um, it wasn't a, sh- I did those articles earlier, uh, before we had signings. It wasn't a surprise with, uh, with the two guys that played actually played games last year that they had left just because of age and, and how the season ended. So it also wasn't a surprise that Jay didn't bring a ton of different people in to, to mess with that midfield too much because he had a really good, I mean, that's probably one of the best cores we have outside of the, the you know, the defensive core. Um, so bringing a guy like Connor that can kind of play anywhere makes sense to me. I think you missed an important one. Molina. What did I miss? I said Christian Molina. I said said Toby. Toby. Okay, okay. I spaced on that. And I said Christian. We have not talked about Toby enough on this podcast. Toby transformed our team, turned Mm. our season around, and, you know, is awesome. Can we talk about trialist number one? I Um, mean, we can. I mean. I was going to talk about that during the awards portion of the. uh, Tell us more about trialist number one. I mean, if we're talking about trialist number one and Swiss Army knives or utility knives, uh, however we're, we're going with it, if we want to go well, official brand or not, uh, seems like either uh, going to be huge in the midfield for us or potentially even the attack, just very much a any trialist anywhere. number one, the name that was re- was posted uh almost two hours ago in our chat no um no Carlos number one played for a number of years at unl yes uh, he, under, he may he may have been 10. a draft pick yeah yeah well i'm not the only one that missed the legend of who trialist number one was hey yeah. I, I can't say who trialist number one was um but messy <laughs> Messy, <laughs> yes, you you got it, Riley. <laughs> Sorry, no, the uh, callback. It's totally uh, true. You, you got to bring got to bring him back. A couple <laughs> hours. But hey, from everything again, I wasn't there for the SKC game, but from everything I was hearing, is he may be in a huge, huge addition mm-hmm. to our to our midfield and be be bringing in a lot of experience, but also a lot of talent that can just really drive everybody on our field to the next level. If he was who I thought he was, I think that he was playing some right back. Okay. Um, But I'll I'll bring Charles number one up again on defense then. Well, but again, Luke, we, we know we've been kind of told that it's another person that you can kind of put wherever in, or has the talent that you can train him in multiple in multiple positions. So, love it. Anything else for the midfield? That's all I had. Unless anybody else had anything to add. But no, I did not forget Toby or Christian Molina. Um, oh, well, I, I have one question. One question for the group. Which person we do. is going to score the most bangers? Mm. Oh, yeah. Who is, My who is the current leader in this category? Is is Faraday a uh, midfielder? Uh, I'm counting him as a defender, but he, he's a defender. Uh, he's a defender. He's a midfielder. My, t- 
my tie would be between Molina and JP. Those those would be the two. One of those two is going to have. Evan a, Boyce is horribly offended with. I was going to name him. I was going to name him just because he'd be the one that appreciated the most. I need. Fair enough. He's the one who scored the best midfield banger last season. Really? Oh, I, 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 I don't think so. Christians, unreal. Christians. Yeah, Molina's was. Yeah, Molina's was like. Molina's. You, you can't good. see me, but I'm chef kissing right now. <laughs> Let's hear it. Hear it. Let's hear it. All right, all right, all right, all right. I'm sharing some things. Anyway, Luke, you want to talk us through the defense? Or no, Rich, you had something else to add. How likely do you think uh, Trialist One will be? Like, what, what, what percentage? Like, how, how, how high is your confidence on that one? That he'll be signed? Yeah, 100%. 99 point. Yeah, if, if there's, I'd never go 100, so I'm going to say 99 point, not a million nines after that. Oh, wow. Uh, I'm. Okay. I'm at that same same level as Ryan with that the contract is already approved. Oh. And everything just has not been announced. So but, yeah, just sure remember our front office is going to happen. Just remember our front office is extremely short staffed. So There's six six people. Plus if we're marketing persons out running this podcast. We are less than one week from the start of the regular season. And with all of the trialists that would have played this last weekend, obviously it would have been a week from the start of the regular season. How likely would it be that a trialist at that point would be sent out? The only reason I think that it would be likely is if it's somebody you can't come to a deal with for some reason or the 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 position, it's not position as in position on the field, but where you are on the depth chart at the time doesn't match up with what you think your talent level is. Well, and, and I think That's maybe right. a late ad, like if you brought someone in late and didn't like them. There's that too. I don't think Jay operates that way too often though. I think if, if Jay's bringing someone in his intention, unless that person comes in and does not appear to be what he thought they were, I think Jay's intention of bringing them in is to sign them. Um, there's a reason we don't name our trialists while other teams north of us do. <laughs> well, <laughs> and is that because Jay Mims learned everything he knows about coaching secrecy from Bill Belichick, his personal hero? I mean, probably. But I mean, if you don't want if you don't want people to know who you have in camp so that you can have them there longer and not get them swept out from underneath you. I, I tell also like how we don't mention. Story. No, go ahead, Luke. Go ahead, Luke. Uh, I, I also like how we just don't mention uh, names of teams to the north of us. I don't know who you're the talking about. Chattanooga. Just don't want to talk about it. Um, so I was in Salt Lake last year during the uh, um, the friendlies we were playing in the first game. Jay and I went out to do an interview, and he looks at the players. And he goes, "Those guys aren't wearing numbers." No one told me I could like no one told me I could do that. Oh, I had to put numbers on my players. And like he just went off on this rant about how he had to put numbers on his players because he would give information away. And so obviously I noticed that uh, on Saturday there were no numbers on the players because yes. I would Jay Mims want to do that. It was actually hilarious because uh, when when I talked to him, he's uh, Luke and I talked to him. He said, uh, 
Oh, and he told us that Ozzy was going to be there, and he said, look for him. He'll be number 25. And then he goes, oh, wait, they won't be wearing numbers. Never mind. You'll know him. He's the shortest guy in the field. <laughs> and, and true story, shortest guy in the field. Luke, you want to talk us through defenders and goalkeepers? Uh, well, I mean, our, our defense is 100% our MVP. Just, just saying. Uh, our center backs, like, center back is our deepest position right now. I'd say we have four. Um, if you consider Kroll strictly a center back, which it sounds like Jay does. Um, so you got Ilal and Dalton as our starters in my mind. Although I imagine between Malone and um, who's on loan with us from Orange County, mm -hmm. is that correct? Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Malone should be putting in a fair bit of work since this is his first. <laughs> real opportunity to maybe get some actual starting time. Um, he didn't, I don't believe he featured at all for Orange County in regular play last year. Granted, COVID kind of screwed yeah, everything he, up. Yeah, he didn't play a game at all. Um, but if we're looking, looking at our back line last year, and if you listen to this pod, you heard me tout uh, Ilal as a center back. Uh, the, the guy just understands what is going on. He's got a great connection with Rashid, and that just really changed our game um, as a whole. Just that leadership, the ability to read um, on and off the ball and just get himself in the right spot. Um, sa saved ourselves at a lot, lot of key times there. With um, Sosa, uh, Ferdy Sosa, We'll, we'll see if he's wearing the captain's armband again. I'd imagine he would. Um, he showed up at a huge point last season in a very big way and brought us out of a, out of a slump um, and brought some great leadership to the field. Sounds like his offseason was spent just getting his butt even more in shape. And so he's going to be out there um, providing a lot of support. Um, and... Hopefully his speed keeps up. I know he's one of our older players, but if he can keep his fitness up and stay stay in good health, I don't see that as an easy one to break through. As mm -hmm. um, right now, we don't have the depth for it particularly. Yeah, do we uh, even have we, a backup right back? Uh, potentially trialist number one, apparently. Mm. Yeah, um, and and I mean, like Luke said, even though I mean Jake has been. Kroll has been primarily been employed uh, in the center. I mean, we know we have guys that can bump out if need be in emergency situations. Um, I will also say, Luke, that I know you weren't there Saturday, but I thought uh, Elal and Dalton actually had really good chemistry as well yeah. um, as a pair. So it, it, it just looked like those guys, it was a lot of unspoken things, but you could see that they, they really knew how to play off of each <laughs> other really well. Um, so that, that fills me with a ton of confidence, too, with our center backs. Yeah, I, I mean, they're in their second year playing together. Um, every time they were, they, they ended the season as the the key choice there. Um, I believe Nate Owney was starting a little bit at the 
the beginning. Uh, Krull had, or was it Krull or Houseworth who, who had a couple games there? Um, at oh, it, back. Our, our started opening... the season at right back, and Krull replaced uh, Dalton when I believe Dalton took a knock. Yeah, it, Dalton had some some knock earlier on, but. Uh, I think I think Elal and Crawl were our starting pair for the first four or five games, until that Tormenta game when Crawl was just getting killed. Yeah, well, Dalton, I, I know he's been putting in the work in the off season. Um, Elal seems like he definitely has. Those guys had great chemistry together last year. You pair that with the, the chemistry they have with Rashid as a starting goalkeeper. Um, that that's a very hard pairing to to break up in my opinion um uh, of course we got dami on the other side um if you've listened to anybody talk about a defense in the league um as they're playing union omaha you've heard about dami he's brilliant he's really damn good uh and i expect him to do more and more of the same maybe maybe come a leading assist or um on our team uh, Malone and and Kroll, as I said, I think they just have to put in a lot of work, um, or they're they're going to be subbing in at at points where you know on the inevitable knock or uh, you know just tired legs on a very congested schedule in May. Where I, I think that's their their chances to shine. I hope they do, but. Right now, it, it sounds like uh, Dalton and Alal are going to be, be sitting there. And try list number one, um, as we said, Swiss Army knife, utility knife, what, whatever form of knife um, you can do many things with. Um, that, that's going to give us a, a great chance, especially with the amount of experience, but apparently also the fitness level of this player. Um, we, we should be looking very good in at least one level of depth. And hopefully we have another signing or two uh, before before the season really gets going just to to bring more depth to our defense because those are the guys who are taking a lot of the, a lot of the hits um, mm-hmm. from these yep. very physical teams. And when we're playing, Madison four times, North Texas four times, and Tucson four times. We're we're gonna need depth um, just to keep everyone fit. Now the real question is, when we play Chattanooga, what do we put around Dami's ribs so that nobody breaks them again? Barbed wire. The Swiss Army knives. My opinion. <laughs> I, I I think. I think we need to, the league probably needs to have some words with the way Oblada seems to be asking his players to play. Um, it, regardless Ooh, careful, of Luke. Playing, you're going to get blocked on Twitter. Uh, you know, um, it, it seems as though the, the sort of style he's asking his players to play doesn't necessarily mesh with some of them. Um, but it, the games against Chattanooga last year, regardless of which team was playing them, Union Omaha or otherwise, were some of the roughest and most carded games out there. And mm-hmm. that, at a professional level, 
should not be the case. Like, you know, it should be a tough physical game, but it should not be one where a player gets broken ribs um, off a late challenge. Like, that... But, uh, back to our defense. Dami is... uh, Dami is going to just light up the field again. Um, He's been putting in the work. He has great off-the-ball skills. Uh, He's great on the ball. And as soon as he gets the chemistry built with uh, some of our newer attacking players uh, and newer players in midfield, I think we're going to see a lot of great things there again. Um, Verity, the same way. Um, he can he can bring that up. Um, obviously can score. We, we hope he scores more because it's... Love that back. So good. So good. Uh, but just seeing seeing more there is... Um, from from both our, our right and left will, will be be important. I'd love to see Kevin get some minutes and goal, but I even with his experience, his time um, his time playing in Colombia, his one cap for the U.S. under twenties, um, be, now being our best goalkeeper from Queens. At Union Omaha. Um, <laughs> poor Jimmy. Poor Jimmy. Jimmy's spreadsheets, ladies and gentlemen, our second best goalkeeper. Uh, from Queens. Um, Queens. From, from Queens. Queens. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Kevin is bringing in a lot of that veteran mentality to goalkeeping that I think was missing last year. Um, he's been playing mm-hmm. at a very high competitive level in Colombia. Um, and seems to have a very, very good fitness about him. That is the sort of, sort of drive that's needed by Rashid. Just hearing around, it sounds like Rashid has really improved his leadership from last year. Um, he's willing to put in a lot more work to try and improve his overall play. Uh, he's been described as a next level goalkeeper, just being a little too short. Um, mm-hmm. At six one, no, that unfortunately is true. When you're when you're looking internationally, six one is not a crazy uh, crazy height for a goalkeeper. Yeah. But what he's been able to do, um, you know, he's pulled our asses out of the fire more than once. And Rashid is growing, growing more confident. Um, getting more chemistry with the guys out there and I think is really going to be the change. The change in him is going to just change our overall level of play and the overall comfortability uh, with, with our team of working out of the back. When it, it sounds like Kevin has done what we were hoping he would do, which is push Rashid in multiple ways, not just, push him on the field, but just, you know, push him to be a better leader, to be a better athlete, a better soccer player in general, just to get him motivated a little bit. Um, and he did, I think Kevin got in about JR may have watched the clock better than I did, but I think he got in about 15 or 20 minutes, um, against SKC two. And he looked very comfortable back there for, you know, having a two, one lead and getting thrown in just for, you know, 
a little bit of a little bit of time. He he looked really good back there. He looked like confident. He was calling for balls and and getting on stuff real quick. So yep. um, I feel very confident that if something happened again, whether it's another red card or an injury or something like that to Rashid, we have a very very capable backup um, to to come in and and win uh, win save of the save of the week and save of the month. Well, you know, that's what the the bar was set for our secondary keeper is you have to get save of the month. And if you don't. <laughs> right. One game save of the month. Yeah. It, I mean, if you don't get that, then really, you should probably be our third string keeper. Which Behind Jimmy Spreadsheet. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, you, yeah. then you'd become the second best keeper from Queens. Ouch. Uh, yeah. Right. Fact. So. We need a few more signings. So Liam, Riley, Rich, and JR, I go around to you guys and ask you guys to give us one signing that you think we need. Doesn't need to be a specific player. Um, but you know, just one thing you think the team needs to make this uh, you know, season our season. Liam, we'll start with you. Yeah, so there's one signing that has caught my eye since day one of the offseason. I've been clamoring for it all over social media. This guy will sell shirts. This guy will get people to the park. And this guy will score goals. And that guy is Dom Dwyer. And he is training for Toronto, not under contract. It'll cost a lot of money, but it would be so fun to have Dom Dwyer put on Union <laughs> Omaha gear. Imagine having him oh, and Elma up top running around oh, against those defenses. Incredible. Oh, it'd be so great to see are playing in front of us. Yeah, no Beautiful. team would want to play possession against us because having Elma and Dom running around, man, they wouldn't last. I cannot support another team that puts Dom Dwyer at the top of the line. I saw you, how that went. Orion, were you a big fan of Orlando? No, uh, <laughs> SK. I was just... Uh, I was watching plenty of sporting Kansas city matches when they were still trying to find a striker and it was not pretty to watch. Uh, I have a lot of respect for Dom, but no, no, we're good. We, 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 uh, we, we have, we have breakers to have Sydney LaRue and the Jack Daniels club though. We would love we, to see let's, that. Yeah, that'd be cool. let's, let's just sign Sydney. Then I think we, we get a better player there. Yep. All right, good call. Let's do that. Riley, Riley, what's your dream signing? My dream dream signing? Practical. No, no, let's go practical. Practical. His dream signing is Patrick Bamford. (laughs) No. (laughs) My dream signing signing would be Calvin Phillips. Um, But that would never happen. Um, Not Nico Tagliafico? What do you see as our biggest... For you to feel confident, I would you know. say um, fullbacks or wide midfielders. Um, and I mean, not necessarily like a superstar or stud, or, but, you know, just some guys to get us depth there. Um, I think the, the people that we have in those positions now are um, great. But I think that, you know, without any. Uh, it's hard. You can only be so confident when you don't really have much depth at a position. Rich, what do you think? 
So I don't even want to touch our midfield because of the players that we have, the chemistry that they have, um, the flexibility that they have to play, you know, dynamic um, formations on offense and defense. Um, I, I'm very confident in the strikers that we have. I'm going to go back and I'm going to say a very specific position. I'm going to say left back. Um, I know that Faraday has been playing out on the right back and he's been doing a solid job. Uh, and I know that there have been times when we saw um, uh, Viader playing left back and he would advance really well. And he had that situational awareness to advance when needed. Um, but I think that having a solid left back who is going to fight in the trenches, who um, is going to win those those 50-50s in the air uh, and follow the direction from Alal and, uh, you know, Kroll or whoever you else you have in the middle, uh, I think it would be a, a great addition to the team. Um, I'm not saying anything bad about the, the players that we have now, but that would just be my dream signing. I think it's, I, I think it's fair. I think you know, Jake was a left back in college. Um, I don't, you know, I, I think someone said earlier, Jay sees him as a center back now. Um, and I, I, I think I too am concerned about depth across the back line. And I think, bringing in an extra wide back would be useful. Is that a position that trialist one plays? He, he has been cross-trained in those positions. By the, by the coach that's going to win coach of the year. And there we go. JR, what, uh, what do you need to feel good when your head hits the pillow on the first of May? Um, I would look for a player who is incredibly comfortable with his back to the goal and with the ball at his feet that can protect the ball once he's either in the box or close to the top of the box because of how narrow the pitch is, or short as, as the pitch is, I should say, at Werner. You've, you, we threw a lot of lobs into the box last year, obviously, and um, I think it would – you, know, you could do some inside-outside play if you had a player that was able to um, confidently just eat the ball at his foot and put his back to the goal and then just kind of just pick pick his way through the box as opposed to having to play it back or get it out to the, to the wings in order to lob a cross into the box. That's what I would look for. Beautiful. Anybody? Uh, I, all right. The final question, and then we'll do team awards. What are we going to do for a third goalkeeper? Is it Jimmy? Is it Elma? Or are we going to really sign somebody? I mean, I can see something similar to what we did last year where, you know, you, you pick somebody up. There may not be somebody that travels or goes with the team too much. Um, you know, but I mean, yeah, it doesn't hurt to have a third emergency keeper in some way. And you don't, I mean, I love Elma. I love that he puts the gloves on and wants to jump and goal and have fun, but 
he's one of the shortest guys on the team and that's not who you want as your emergency keeper. And from what uh, I we know, only played, we only played one game out of 16 that way last year. Yeah. Uh, but still, you know, I mean, and nothing happened, thank God, but you know, something happened to Sam and, and, and that game and what do you, where are you, what are you doing at that point? You know, are you, that, that, that game could have gone a completely different way. Instead of Sam getting save of the month, we all of a sudden are now, you know, sitting at a loss because you threw a guy that's not a natural goalkeeper into the, in between the pipes. So, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, there, oh, Brian, yeah. there was something cool that they did was bring in Brian Holt. Yep. Like maybe they'll do some Omaha ties like that because I, I mean, I grew up watching Brian play for Creighton and Creighton prep. Maybe they'll go some Omaha ties by bringing in some goalkeeper like that, that they did in the past. Do we I think, think they're uh, going to go. Um, do, do we think they're going to go MLS um, ties? We we have apparently formed a pretty close relationship with Minnesota, and you know if they've got a fourth string that they want to at least get a little bit more time or chance to play. What about, uh, what about David Achella? He might be out of favor at Real Monarchs. He has a relationship there. I, I mean, uh, I'll let you uh, let you work that. <laughs> I think we're thinking more like a loon, maybe. It does seem like we, we've got a got a great great tie up there. So, well, and it sounds like two of our coaches actually have a relationship with their head the head man up there. So that also it leads me to believe that there could be some conversations had if need be. Nice. Cool. I'm going to right, well, the roster because uh, I'm curious. Let's do player awards. So before we get to awards, I want to ask a question that has been kind of piquing my interest since we've had these, you know, signings in the off season. What primary shape do you think the team will take this season? I always Which, operate on the yeah, operate on the assumption that it's J Mims. Yeah, it's J Mims. It's a four four two. Okay. It, it, if it's not, then J Mims has been abducted by aliens and you no. Know, <laughs> He's a <sense>. scroll. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a safe assumption. Yeah, Anybody I mean, 4-4-2. Four, four, it, 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 the thing about the way Jay plays the 4-4-2, four, four, though, is guys kind of still flex in and out. There's yeah, they times, do. You know, Evan, Evan can play up top, but then all of a sudden he's looking more like a left winger than he is a, a four, you know, a striker. And so, I mean, it's a pretty fluid 4-4-2. Four, four, Oh, and I threw a name out there. He's 17 and one of the full fourth goalkeeper at Minnesota. There's your, there's your emergency keeper. Love it. Send him down to train with us. That's right. He also looks like a hockey player, which is even better. <laughs> I'm sure if he's, you know, it, yeah. Oh yeah, he does. <laughs> if you can, if you can stop a puck, you can stop a wall. Right? Wow. He's six, five. Holy. That's a, that's a great name too. My gosh, yeah, he looks like he was born to play hockey. 
Yeah. Anyway, and the, I, way, the way that picture in picture looks, it looks like he has a little a little twin right next to him. I was, I was, I, I was expecting to see crazy hair when you said he was a hockey player. No, it's 2004. It's it, that is horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I derailed this successfully. I'm old man newspaper over here. <laughs> you better you better stop with that shit right now. <laughs> Capital J <Yeah>. journalist. <laughs> uh, all right, let's talk player awards. So again, we'll go least exciting to most exciting. Uh, newcomer of the year, nearly unanimous for Gregory Hurst, of course. Um, Luke think trialist won huh yes i, I think i've already i've already <laughs> said no uh it would be best if you just said yes <laughs> yeah no I, you said all you need to say yeah i mean it, yes yeah. we'll, we'll see uh see once the paperwork hits uh hits the press but try trialist won I think he's be great the because if it's a different trialist, he's just gonna lie about who trialist one was. <laughs> no, no, uh, I, no, we're gonna send a tweet identifying it when the yep. signing happens. <laughs> exactly. Luke is not gonna be able to wriggle out of this one. No, no, okay. and okay. I, I already, I already said uh, enough about trialist number one that that should already be tieable. So, Agreed. I, I, I stand by that. So, oh, I, I think of the like, year. Hey, I'm Ben. I think the, the problem with that first question for you is currently we do not have a lot of newcomers. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no. And I, and I think, I mean, yeah, I think it's okay. They don't all need to be debates. We had, um, we did have, a, we did have a lot of newcomers last year, though. We did. That was <laughs> a hard you, choice. Liam. Name one, Liam. In, Name one newcomer last year. <laughs> <laughs> Some guy named Austin. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of uh, some newcomers last year, uh, Defender of the Year, uh, Rashid and Dami each received one vote, and Ilal received the rest of the votes. Um, assists, we actually went three deep, um, or four deep, actually. There was a third place, Trialist One got one vote, uh, Boyce and Conway. Also got one vote, but I gave him second place because they have names. Uh, EVD, of course, is the predicted assist leader. Um, Golden Boot. Uh, once again, Greg Hurst got six votes, and someone voted for Evan Conway to be contrarian. Um, I think we covered why, though, earlier in a pod, which I thought was a good explanation. And then for your team MVP, we actually had a lot of people give different answers. Uh, EVD and Evan Conway each got one vote. JP Skears got two votes and Greg Hurst got the rest of the votes. You're cool. you name names. Uh, Luke and Ryan. Yeah. So, so oh. here, and here's, here's why I went different than Lee. Luke and, definitely it, told Ryan to pick JP. No, I, he didn't. No, no, <laughs> not at all. He, Here's where I see things different between a league MVP and a team MVP. The team MVP thing is more like something that's internal and what, what they're doing. And from what I can tell and what I've been told about JP, um, 
dude is looking for this season to be his breakout season. Like uh, little birdie told us that he may have finished first in the fitness, the famous J Mims fitness test um, <laughs> this season. He uh, obviously is off to a great start in the preseason scoring goals. And he now not all of us realized he was starting on Saturday because the announcer did not say his name as the starting lineup. Um, but he, him and Toby were dominating the center of the pitch um, for most of that match. I mean, I think the vast majority of us that were there felt like we controlled the game. And that one goal that sporting uh, two scored was really just a, a, a lucky kind of moment of brilliance type thing versus them actually having sustained play. So uh, I, I think JP could easily be an MVP for the team, even if the rest of the league doesn't recognize that. I mean, last year was JP microdosing on peanuts. This is the year that it pays <laughs> off. <laughs> I forgot that story. <laughs> but, but in all seriousness, uh, I mean, he has a chip on his shoulder. Well, he, he had appendicitis and got operated on like a week before the season finally started last year. Missed a missed his starting spot, which boys came in and boys did fantastic. So had to fight back for it while recovering from surgery. Did so made made an impact. And then this year he's nothing's going to stop him. He doesn't have that appendix to burst this time. Yeah. Like he, <laughs> he got, got body he got parts removed out of his body. <laughs> like if just made if him the lighter. body part doesn't agree with him, he's just going to get it removed. So he doesn't have to worry about it again. <laughs> well, since we're explaining our choices, I picked Evan because I think you know, when we needed it, like if you think of the two most crucial, most memorable goals, of our season, you know, Evan's there and probably the, three most crucial goals of our season. He had that game winner in Greenville, which is not on my original list, but he had the first goal at home and he had the goal in the 90th, 90th plus minute, send us to the final. You know, I, I think we're going to lean on him again in critical times. And I think he's ready to continue to deliver for us. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's all rational. That's, well, uh, that's all I have for the agenda. Anybody else want to add anything before we talk about what's going to be on the blog? So no, I, I, I got one question for everybody. We do. Overall, no, no, that, that's not that time. Not that time for that question. Damn it, Ryan. It's been three hours. <laughs> uh what are we feeling with that that away stretch in May? I'm yeah, feeling I, like I, those boys out there are going to feel like it's a home game when they're in Greenville. Well, I agree there, but and, it's going to feel real tired. Crazy sneaky thought of how, of one thing one thing that could be good about that. It's you have a new striker like Greg Hurst come in and he can play a bunch of games to start his season on fields with dimensions that he's used to. Mm-hmm. And then if he, if he has a successful stretch there, see some balls go in the back of the net, it'll be a little easier to um, start adapting to 
field with dimensions like Warner Park's going to have. If playing more games like that right away and ball doesn't find the net, that can, you know, weigh on a striker. Yeah. I I, I think the See, reason... Juan Mare. See, Elvier. Well, I think, too, like, after having watched Fort, Fort Cocaine and watched the Baby Rebs and seen some, like, those two matches, even though the Rebs had our number last year, I, I don't know that they're necessarily the same team. And having those be the first two away games... Um, you know, if if we're up three nil on New England relatively quickly in that match or, you know, early enough in the second half, Jay can use his five subs, get some guys rest. He doesn't have to worry about Greenville as, you know, having not having enough rest as much. And then we, we go to forward twice in the next three weeks, but you know, they're they're just starting their season really, if you think about it at that point. So who knows what they look like. And then sandwich between those, those forward matches is a trip down to uh, Tucson FC two FC Tucson two, um, you know, to go play Toronto down in Arizona somewhere. So, I mean, I, it sucks because we had, uh, hopefully Marty's not listening, but baseball had to screw up the schedule in some way that we have to have, six away matches out of our first seven and seven out of our first nine are away. But, you know, the way it's shaking out, if Greenville's our toughest match there, we can come away with quite a few points. Yeah. I don't think we should be intimidated by what really got us last year. I don't know. You know, the midweek matches were tough, but we always came away with results. It was just that weird run the middle where we had bad results Dami was out and before Toby came right like mm-hmm. I don't know why we should with a loaded restocked more experienced team that knows each other well why we should be too worried about having to go somewhere and travel yeah I think the worry would be is if the goals aren't coming I mean we've added resources in that department It could also play into the uh, the benefit of the team to have the team traveling as much as they are in the beginning because, you know, they're going to be stuck together and that's going to be some, that's going to provide some good bonding moments in the beginning of the season and hopefully establish that chemistry to, to ride the wave for the rest of the season. Rich coming in with the summer camp mentality. <laughs> no, but I mean, COVID mentality, right? You heard players talk yep. about it a lot last year. You got to know each no. other. I, I mean, my, my biggest worry is some of these guys are settling in Omaha or, you know, have, you know, girlfriends here in, in the area and they're on the road for, for long enough, uh, you know, not sleeping in their own bed, not near pets, family significant others etc for a good stretch of that time or alternatively are playing a weekend flying back monday and then having to fly out again thursday so you're training for three days but you're doubling your travel it it just seems like it's a lot of strain on these guys that is unnecessary may hurt our chances of coming off strong and ultimately looking at it from even a business perspective 
you, you go in, you've got six away games in a row, do poorly in them, that that's going to hurt season ticket sales, which is then going to hurt the the Fortress Werner Park uh, sort of mentality that we we could be we could be going into in June. That's on that doom and gloom note. <laughs> hey Ben, can I hop in here for a second? Absolutely. Uh, elephant in the room. How about those new kits? They look very nice. Uh, it's super comfy too. Yeah, I mean, I, I wish the uh, I, I liked the Volt ones we wore Saturday, and I know that everybody got to see them. They, um, I wish they could have used those last year as intended, um, and even this year as intended, from what I've been told. But um, they are selling those at a very nice premium. If you would like one, um, they are. Yeah, I, I would say though. Um, what, what Peter told us on this very pod last episode um, or two episodes ago, whatever Riley does when he edits this three hour monster that we've decided to do. Um, but, you know, he said it's, it's not like anything you're going to see in American soccer. I, he, he was accurate in that. And I, and not in a bad way. I think it looks, it looks really cool. It definitely stands out. It's different. It's getting people talking. So it, it did all the things that they I think they were hoping for it to do. It was nice to see that Volt kit had a different kind of shade to it when you really look look at it in detail. I was kind of sad when I first saw it, and I'm like, oh, it's just one same color. But that, that was a nice little detail they added to it. Yeah, I agree. Man, I, I like the black one. It's, 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 really, it's really light. Um, compared to where our black kits were last year, they were that heavier fabric. You wear those on a 105 uh, heat index and day in Nebraska in July. Eight players are just dying in that. This year, it's a lighter, almost mesh, and it's super comfortable. Uh, I can't, I can't imagine any of the guys are going to be complaining about that when it's no 105 or more like we ended up with some of those games last year mm-hmm. um, so that that that's one I'm, I'm looking forward to to seeing how it looks out on the field with with how they do their full kit when are they breaking out the uh, corn jerseys you can go to hell <laughs> go to hell <laughs> yeah. and so that was the last good time question, Rich was invited question. to the pod uh... <laughs> nice. Well, let's start with Rich. Rich, before that joke, what were you planning on doing for the pod or for the blog? So I do have a couple of articles coming out and I have uh, a couple that I'm going to be submitting here pretty soon, too. Um, so we do have that article about the changes to the uh, USL League One season with the teams and the substitutions uh, and then there's going to be another. Are we to post that one about the the preview that I wrote for yeah. torment? Okay, cool. So preview that'll be. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. That, so that'll be. You're going to be doing game previews, right? For yep. the. Nice. Yep, and then uh, I'll be doing recaps as well. Um, and I'm going to try to fill my recaps with gifts of 
key moments in in the match that show how things developed and how the team got out of the situation uh, when they found themselves, you know, backed into a corner or they were able to execute a, a great play on offense. Um, and if there were any calls from the referees, uh, Luke is going to love this section of the, the recap. Uh, if there were any questionable calls, then I could put a gif of that and then refer to the laws of the game and show how they may or may not have gone quite close enough <coughs> or they went in perfectly in line with the, the laws of the game. I'll, I'll you provide you Devin the stamps. Boys. Uh, you, you can send letters to PRO for, for me. Nice. Okay. Uh, you mean like Devin Boyce possibly getting taken down near or in the box against SKC two and it's a no call. Exactly. What was that? I don't know. My, and my, then side note, an ambulance came after the match and my daughter was in the back. She came to the game with me and as the ambulance came in, she goes, Oh no, that's not for the guy that got hurt. Is it? Cause Boyce was subbed off after that. And I was like, yep. no honey, Devin's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Ryan, uh, what would you, what would your sort of, uh, season long contributions be? I have season long contributions. This is news. Um, <laughs> I didn't have any on the pot. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, uh, Luke, Luke Ben and I, uh, are going to continue, um, going for the pod. I mean, we're not, I don't think we're going to do any like live reacts like we did last, like happened last season, but we're definitely going to, um, you know, record after the matches and we're still trying to get uh, working with the front office to get uh, players and, and coaches and different people on so we can get good interviews in and that type of stuff too. So um, yeah, I mean, a lot of the same stuff uh, Luke and the, the other guys brought in last year where we talk about the matches and let Luke go off on the refs a little bit and, um, and talk about what we liked and what we saw and maybe do a brief kind of talk about what the next matches thing, but Luckily, we have Rich. He's going to be able to fill all that in for us, too. Well, well, don't forget, uh, we're, we're going to have some great talk about Ajax, too. How, how they just not going to the yeah, ESL. Gonna the, and That's going to be the spin-off pod without me. How, and, then, how they just won a, uh, their 20th Cup, uh, domestic Cup. Yeah, I know. And, and Ben, I, I hear you're probably looking for, for a new team since you probably don't want to be an ESL fan. Uh... You obviously were not reading the supporters discord last night where I said, actually, I'm into it. I'm super into it. And that's a different pod. Boo. Yep. All right. Looks like we're, we're uh, re-recording this with a new host. So. <laughs> uh, no, I think, uh, anyway, I'm happy to talk about it. Anyone uh, wants to come talk to me about uh, why I think the ESL is not only a smart business decision for the leagues ben. or for the teams who are involved, but I think is going to be entertaining and enjoyable for all of us. So, I JR, what are you, you going to contribute? All of to the, the bottom of my heart, Ben, that I will not watch <laughs> or enjoy a single second of that bullcrap that's being put together in Europe. So are you going to, when you win a league title because of it, are you going to think that we only won this because the teams are? In ESL, or are you going to enjoy yes, it Yes, anyway? 100%. So, so you're going to enjoy winning a league title less 
because the other yeah I, I, I watched I watched them be, uh, draw with Liverpool yesterday and I, I or today and I was sick to my stomach the whole game I just couldn't enjoy it. But you're not going to have to play Liverpool again. You're going to win a EPL title. Okay, okay. The, the different pot. It's definitely not this is a different pot. Don't have to play Liverpool wait. again. <laughs> Let's go. Wait, wait. Where were you playing? Yeah, I was going to say there's only playing, one uh, club Liverpool there. or the Merseyside Red. The Merseyside Reds. That's correct. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I... Anyway, I think I think people are afraid of change, and that's why people don't like this. Anyway. So you're, uh, you're a fan of abolishing the U.S. Open producing? Cup. <laughs> All right, that is a ludicrous straw man argument. But you know what? It, it's not. It's I, not. <laughs> how are the two things related, Luke? Lay it out for us. Having the chance for merit-based promotion relegation in the United States would be great. But instead, the only merit-based competition we have is the U.S. Open Cup. This would be removing that from Europe. Competition. How are the teams in ESL... What? So everyone keeps talking about this idea of economic solidarity between clubs in the same country. I Aren't we acknowledging that there is more, there is a lot more between Manchester United and AC Milan than there is between Manchester United and Bournemouth? Ben, are you That's saying why you're, we have Champions League? Ben, are you saying you're not for solidarity forever? Oh, I'm saying I don't understand the concept of economic solidarity between uh, a variety of clubs based on national interests alone. I think the idea that we are invested so heavily in this concept of soccer as a nation-based sport of players from other nations playing against each other is outdated. And people are unable to think about why we could move on from it and try something else. It's, it's frustrating because teams like Leeds are going to be screwed forever because teams like Real Madrid and Barcelona could not manage their finances properly and just imagined that the market was only going to keep getting better and better and better and that they were there were going to be no lean times at all. And now when there are lean times, all they are doing is creating – new market and setting a new base price for it and excluding mm -hmm. others from having a chance at getting a piece of it. And JR, would you like to remind everyone what happened when Leeds spent more than they could? Oh, geez. They I mean, paid the I, price. I, I assume they got a shit ton of points deducted and got relegated. Yeah, oh, and spent 16 years outside of the top flight. And that's what happens when you overspend. You get punished for it. Well, and I, this is coming as a Manchester United fan who would not support that team anymore. It, they, if there is no merit, like you're just going because you're Manchester United and you have the name and the brand behind you, you're going to, you struggled to even barely, you beat Burnley, but it was because you scored two very late goals. Otherwise that was a one, one draw against a, a not very good team. So now you're going to go play against Real Madrid, Barcelona, whoever else week after week. And now you're, you expect your fan base to watch you get your asses kicked week after week by these giants or maybe be in second place and, you know, and playing champion. I, I just, that's why it smells like a money grab to me because. Or teams like Arsenal and Tottenham who 
will probably fit it, it, with the current clubs in it if they were to go ahead and play it would be lucky to get out of that league with more than 10 points right. it makes more sense to have blackburn in than tottenham blackburn is actually one interesting It'd be really interesting to see what Jose Mourinho actually said because there's no way they fire him before a cup final if this stuff doesn't come out. Well, Riley, what do we have coming up uh, from you this season? Um, well, based on my performance um, on the pod, I'm going to go with I'll probably just be behind the scenes um, making the podcast that you're hearing. Um and maybe I'll write an article here and there. Um, I know that I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what Luke originally asked me to do was write, but I'm really enjoying editing the pod and getting it out to everyone. Probably, uh, JR, what are you doing? Probably writing some really boring stuff that only I care about because it's got a bunch of numbers. That is uh, also what I will be doing, plus maybe some features, assuming I don't get sacked in the morning. Well, Ben, I, I expect you to continue t- making horrible takes throughout the season. Just horrible takes. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll continue recording the pod. I will maybe dip into the editorial thing if uh, Chattanooga still doesn't have lights by the time we play them. Um, but I, I think you'll see, see a lot of stuff and maybe even a few new faces beyond what we have here as the season goes. So, you know, keep tuned into WGHmedia.com. The empire. The empire. Uh, and Ryan, <coughs> you got one question for us? Is everybody ready? Cause this hasn't gone well, so we need to make sure everybody's ready. <sighs> It never goes well, even in person. Liam just muted himself, so Liam was not ready. <laughs> yeah, so no one asked me what I was doing this season, so that's that, that's. Ooh. We're just trying oh. to we're just trying to be. Oh, right? poor Liam. Doing anything, Liam. Yeah, you know what? I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so everybody but Liam. All right, one last question: Who gives a hoot? We do. We, we do. do. <laughs>